is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is... Wait a minute. It's not Friday the 13th. James Oster, what are you doing here? Uh, you know, uh, you know I, I was thinking, I was feeling Halloween's coming on. And I, I have a couple things I want to talk about, man. So I figured I'd come and, come and join you guys for a bit. You want to even five guest appearances, don't you? You don't like the half. Basically, yeah, because yeah, I've I been figured. Four, four and a half. So it's like, I got to even it out. I feel like like something's missing in my life if I'm only at four and a half. Okay. And it's embarrassing, you know, because people make fun of when you when you're small and bigger is better. So. Gotcha. All right, <laughs> what, what do you got for us? Well, okay, so, you know, I've been talking about it uh, for a while. Oh, the good news, and I'm, I, I'm really excited, we have a, I have a little movie coming out. I actually have two. Uh, the two I've been promoting, the two I've been talking a lot about, uh, on VidiSpace, it's a channel that was started by, it's a streaming channel started by Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. They premiered The Harvester, and we're really excited about it happening. I, it was amazing. And I believe you can actually watch The Harvesters finally if you go over to Vidi Space. It's V-I-D-I dot space. Not Space Force. Something different. Something useful. Uh, you know, something useful, exactly. We're not going to fight aliens. Although that would be fun. Harvesters and, you know, 2. The aliens are among us. Right. That's going to be the next one. I'm excited about that one. I'm excited for people to finally see that one because it's been a while. And, you know, uh, it's it's exciting to actually have it. Especially the cool thing is uh, it's actually premiering on VidiSpace about a year and a day after we had a Oklahoma screening, I believe. So it's kind of exciting. And on top of that... September 4th, and you can go on iTunes now and pre-order a little movie called Sick for Toys, baby. Yeah. Yes, it's finally here. And uh, it, the, the cool thing about it, man, is that you've actually seen it. I have. I can talk to you. You've seen it. <laughs> so there you go. What's weird is it doesn't feel like it's been a long time. It doesn't feel like, even though it has been a long time, because I worked on the script with Justin Xavier and... We didn't have any distribution. We didn't have anyone to uh, connect it to a, nothing, nothing at all. And now we literally have a film. We had, uh, I don't know if you, did you see the new Hellraiser? I did. I did. So we got, I, did, you, did you recognize the uh, one of the characters? From, I, I, was, well, I, I was looking for him and I did. I was like, that's him. That's him. And he's, he's in there and he's, he's very creepy in that too. Obviously, I in fact, I think he's creepier in our film because, mm-hmm. you know, for obvious reasons that you all, all of you who haven't watched it will we'll see you very soon. Well, in your film, he's uh, not pinhead talking about modern technologies. It sounds sort of awkward, but yes, no, he is. He is a small cameo, but we got a great cast. We got Camille Montgomery. We got John Paul Burkhardt, who's also one of the producer, the executive producers. We've got David Gunning. We've got, of course, Joseph Xavier, Melanie Thompson, Morgana Shaw. This amazing cast. There's a lot more. Paul Taylor, and of course, we're you know directed by David Del Rio, who you've seen in Belco Experiment, you've seen in Pitch Perfect. The guy's a really, really talented actor, and he's one hell of a director. It's it's weird to actually have it come. To fruition. Uh, oh, and I also have to give Ryan Verville our uh, props. He was our DP. And I, I don't know about you, but I, I love the look of this film. And I think a lot of it can be credited to him. Yeah. No, it's got a, it's got a chilling look to it. Oh, yeah, right? Well, here's the thing. When we first started talking about it, I, I really wanted to make a Christmas movie. And I, I here's the thing. I wrote this as a play. 
about mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Oh. Maybe. Maybe, well, maybe it was. It might be a little too long. I was very young. I thought, ooh, this would be really twisted, and I like the idea. Because I was kind of inspired by Buffy the Vampire Slayer. By uh, I, I Can you guess the characters? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can guess the characters for those listening at home. It's it'll be obvious when you see the film. That was a big inspiration. Hitchcock was a big inspiration. And when I met Justin, we talked a lot about it. We went scene by scene and figured out what we we're going to do. And he wrote some wonderful dialogue and he brought it to life. And now we're you know, now we're it's coming out and uh i believe it's also coming out in physical form as well so like on dvd and blu-ray it's kind of amazing here's the thing i love horror and i love christmas i love those two together yeah and i some good stuff yeah well it, it really embraces a holiday okay let me ask you this the twist in there come on there's some uh, major no, twists. it's it's really good if you're a fan of uh, vintage Horror. Like they were, these work, but it kind of threw like it felt like a throwback the way they, you know, used to reveal twists and things. And mm-hmm. I, I really dug that aspect of it. There was stuff I wasn't even expecting. And it was just like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. It's really nifty. And some of the stuff that aren't as big a reveals, but just kind of moving the plot along turns, I enjoyed as well. Uh, how we get to from, you know, act one to act two, I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I, well, what Justin did with the script and, and uh, what I really liked as well is that there's a lot of very subtle surprises that you you kind of and, and there's one a reveal that I really won't give away. I, let's see if I can hint at it. It's something involving Camille, what she says and what she you find out what her story is more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Amelia it's a really great moment because you're kind of thinking, well, yeah, this is this is what's happening. This is what's happening. And then you're like, oh, it, that's not what's happening. Right. There's a lot of shifts in focus. Like people take over the narrative at certain mm-hmm. points and it passes the torch really seamlessly to where you're like, oh, yeah, now this movie's about these people. It's not and it's not in a way that's, you know, the movie that takes, you know, different anthology type stories that yeah crossing no No, this is just kind of a nice you know it first drives with one person and then seamlessly sort of blends in with more taking it and it just it it's really cool how how that works out well thank you yeah i remember when we were um preparing for the movie when we were when we were actually first working on the script Justin would come over. I just I was showing him a lot of different types of movies, and I think he may have suggested one or two. I, I know we watched Irreversible. I know we watched one of the Hitchcock movies. I, I one of the many great ones. I, I don't remember which one. Weirdly enough, it wasn't I, under Capricorn. No, 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 it wasn't <laughs> that one. Uh, we we watched Black Christmas. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's Black Christmas is one of my favorite films. It's one of the most underrated horror films. I believe. I don't think it's- underrated it's well, really gotten it to do i guess it has now but when it came out you know people tended to forget i think well, just no video, one saw it that was yeah yeah that, that video brought it back to life when it you know when it, no one saw it when it came out and then i think uh thankfully people this is why i love horror fans they really want to love the movies they really want to go in and go see I mean, I'm going to use a bad example. I'm going to use, uh, they want to go see I Still Will Know What You Did Last Summer. And they, or, oh, Slender Man. They want to go see Slender Man. They want to <laughs> have a good time. I'm sure maybe someone did. I don't know. I didn't see Slender Man. I have no interest. But I think 
with Sick for Toys, what we didn't want to do, and we when we were kind of talking to different people about having the film made, I didn't like the idea of making it sleazy, and neither did Justin, because we could have easily gone a oh, very... Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we could have gone overly sexual we could have gone look we're dealing with a the best one of my favorite compliments i've gotten from this movie one of the first people to see was jason blum and uh he i showed it to him and he really dug it and he was basically like this is not a blumhouse movie for sure because it's really twisted (laughs) (laughs) coming from him is but you know we deal with a lot of very you know we're not dealing with supernatural we're not dealing with even a slasher we're we're dealing with stuff that's a little dark and uh, you know there's there's some very serious taboo subjects that i think we've handled incredibly well and i i think when you know when david and ryan went to shoot it and and they really captured the mood and, and gosh Oh, I want Camille Montgomery to be a star. Isn't she freaking wonderful? She's great. Movie? That's that's not easy. No, um, I mean most of the roles aren't easy. I think that that you know character of Roy, it's hard to pull off what he's delivering and still be like a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. In the end yeah. of the day, I mean, and the, even the the news reporter girl he goes on a date with at the beginning. Oh yeah, she's she's, she's great, and it. She's we needed her because we needed funny and we, mm-hmm. and she's so charming and so she's delightful to watch. And also we I mean, you probably noticed it was very uh, female centric. It's a pretty diverse film. We have a diverse a little bit of diversity with the cast, which makes me happy. It doesn't go well for some men, I guess you could say. Right. Right. No, there's a a big shocker that happened uh, maybe earlier than I was expecting, but it was interesting. And I want to talk about, you you mentioned, you know, Christmas horror, and I feel like it's on the rise again. And I I feel like you're keeping it afloat uh, with Sick for Toys because there was, you know, Krampus a few years back now. And then last year there was Better Watch Out, which I really enjoyed a lot. And I feel like this is your turn this year. But that one had a, that one I think had a theatrical release, but it was primarily a VOD release for everything. And I feel like Sick for Toys is just that next one, you know, that keeps it going. It's it's different, but has that same kind of like new Christmas horror movie feel. My gosh, I hope so. I, 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 and I do. I feel like I think I feel like we've got something that's very unique, and I, I feel like again, it's a smart movie. I, I haven't talked to one single person that's seen it that has been. Yeah, that's really predictable. People are like, "Holy shit! I can't believe you went there." What I like that you noticed, Roy. You know, he's our lead. He's our lead, and he's an interesting guy because he's he's not just the typical lead in a horror film. He's problematic and he's he's not a he's not a perfect guy. And you're right. There is a balance that he had to find to play that role. Because, I mean, he plays the kind of like he's noble, but kind of like overcome. He's an actually kind of guy, but he's also noble. It's a really weird dynamic, but he he makes it work. (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know many people who could have done that. 
We have a great cast. I remember the casting. It's it's really great to see. We're getting a really good push from from our distribution. I, I think that JP and David have been really. Uh, they're they're not only are they in the movie, but they are the executive producers. And it was a strange story of how it came about and how they were excited about. It. They had money already for another film, but they decided once they read the script, they got excited about it and they were like, "Let's make this." And now we're here, and now we're actually getting a release and it, it's pretty satisfying to be honest it is definitely a satisfying feeling it is a little strange because oh well you know now it's actually being released and okay well, now what you know sick for toys too <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly like but i told it, you i was imagining where this could go from here and that's a good thing because i would want to revisit some of these characters again in a different adventure nice adventure I, but I was like wow this this could really open up some crazy possibilities you know what's really weird though for me is i'm not a big as much as i i like as a fan i love sequels i right, I, yeah. I don't think i would want to revisit a, a movie that i've already done I no mean, no you're a creator right? you're always on to the next yeah thing. yeah I, I've been kind of try thinking of even stepping out of the genre for a while and doing something a little different. And mm-hmm. But, you know, I it's also I'm also a, a dad and that's my main job. And then I'm a work for Joe Blow and Arrow in the Head, which I still love. And it's so it, and honestly, I don't know if this would have gotten made if it weren't for working for Joe Blow and meeting the people that I've met right. through this job. And, I, you know, I, for God's sake, I met David Del Rio on the red carpet at the Playboy Mansion, and now he directed my film. And I, I got to give him props because he he did such a fantastic job, and he's so exuberant and, and so excited about the, you know, working, and he loves he loves doing it and it it really shows in the film there's a lot of love in this movie you don't you don't see people phoning it in no, i don't things think came together very nicely you don't have like the the a list group going to it but man you have everybody giving their all and it's yeah, it's yeah. apparent i hope that people i definitely itunes it's available pre-order it's only 12.99 come on come on that's a freaking <laughs> bargain um i i'm pre-ordering it you know, just because I'm supporting my movie. Like I said, I was going to do it as a play. Originally, I had it all set out. It's almost the the what you see on film, which is which this is amazing, is almost exactly what I had pictured. Aside from a few scenes that uh, Justin came up with, some really great ideas. That was, you know, very close to what I wanted to see on stage. It just it was a little different. It was obviously a lot different, but because I was on stage, but. It's much cooler to see it as a film, and it was much cooler to embrace the holiday. And I got to give it up to Nakona, Texas, because I wasn't there much for much of the set, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, because I like being with my kid. So, right. you, know, you know, I'm a dad. Uh, but so I got to go up there one weekend. But it, this amazing town, these amazing people, we, we uh, I went up there. I, I, ironically, me and uh, Nick Sanford, the director of The Harvesters, went up together to film some interviews for sick for toys and the whole town was amazing dude they they usually it was a i forgot the exact date it was it was in late in july and the town literally kept up all of their christmas lights just so we could film 
Dang. So all that stuff is real. We have all the Christmas lights. We had, uh, like, if we wanted to, you know, we shoot in a hospital. It's a real thing. All those all those houses, they're real places. And and everyone was really open arms. I, I really hope the people from Dakota, Texas will forgive us for being <laughs> so twisted. <laughs> but, no, they were lovely people. And, like I said, it would have been nice to see more of it and stay around for a little bit. But this cast and crew, man, they worked really hard. And it shows it's a, it's a fantastic film and i'm i'm just honored that it's finally going to get seen and people are talking about it and it's really amazing to me it's it's very weird being on this side to be honest <laughs> yeah it's fresh it's new it's not boring no it's not well <laughs> here's the thing we have we have a scene that is and you'll know that and i don't want to talk too much about the scene but it's a long scene mm-hmm. and it shouldn't work there's no reason that should work but I remember when we, when I first saw one of the earlier cuts, like uh, you know, just the just the edit cut, I was like, you know what, this might actually work, because there were things about it that I liked. And then when I saw the final product, you know, as it would as I would see it change and editing, editing would change. Our editor was amazing too, and she she did an amazing job. Mimi Snow. I remember seeing that that one particular scene. Uh, do you know what scene I'm talking about? A really long scene. Was it well, the, the it, dinner it involved... table? Yes. yes. Oh, that there was great. Go. No, no, no. I, I, I was mesmerized by that one. I like that. And I'm telling you, that is that was I, 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 I don't remember exactly. I think a 12-page scene. Wow. It was ridiculous. It shouldn't have worked, but it does. It, it works does, yeah. marvelously. I, I mean, we'll see. You know, in a few years. But I just, I'm just hoping that we have this film that. You know, every year people are going to go, oh, it's Christmas. I'm going to watch Black Christmas. I'm going to watch Sick for Toys. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch, you know, To Krampus. All a Good Night. I, I really, <laughs> To All a Good Night. I, I really want it to be a staple. And I know we've gotten, we've gotten actually a couple. I know we got one review out of Dallas where we sold out to the Dallas Film Festival. We sold mm-hmm. out both showings, I believe. We had a big turnout here for a screening in, in Hollywood. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's it, it's very surreal. It's a uh, I don't know. Just seeing the poster when we first they first came up with the poster concept and that the, the bloody package. I just uh, I was like, ah, oh, this is neat. This is neat. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little it's a strange world to be in, but I'm I'm enjoying it, enjoying it very much. You should you should you and uh, Coleman should have a flicks for fans double feature with Sick for Toys and Silent Night Deadly Night Five: The Toy Maker. Oh, right. right. Well, okay. Which is your favorite Silent Night, Deadly Night? Because there's a few, and I feel like well, I like the. Uh, I I, I kind of have this odd fixation with the second one because well, because you get it's the whole, amazing. You get all of the first one, and then you get this like really cheesy bad movie and it's the garbage day and all that. Garbage Christmas horror movies are kind of like shark movies. You've got yeah. Jaws. You've got Black Christmas. But now you have Krampus. You have Sick for Toys. Right. You have, I'm going to put that in the amazing camp. You're starting to get better. But, you know, I remember, what was the one with, uh, geez, I think, was it To All a Good Night? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, no, see that was there Season's Greetings or something like that? Yeah, there's probably. <laughs> oh, my God. There, there's, uh, there, oh, and of course, Jack Frost. Right, yes. Knows. Oh, yeah. With the, Shannon Elizabeth. I love first her. love scene in a shower. Yeah, with a uh, snowman and his, uh, you know. The thing about those movies, they were all so cheesy. And yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to make that movie. I want to make a movie 
because right now we're seeing so many great horror films come out. We're seeing movies that are smart. We're seeing movies that, that don't treat the audience like they're stupid. And and I, I really, I didn't want to make a movie that's just jump scares or cheap gore effects. Although we do have gore. Oh my God, I was surprised at how oh, gory yeah. we get. What, did you expect it to be that gory? I'm, I, I'm I, literally just curious. I thought when it counted, it would it would be gory. But I didn't think it was just going to be a gore fest the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was pretty proud of that that whole sequence because mm-hmm. I was. I remember first seeing it because I wasn't there uh, when they shot that sequence, and um, mm-hmm. I I was like, wow, wow. I was there for like the last scene. <laughs> 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 Ironically enough. enough. Thanks for coming on to share the love of Six for Toys and the Harvester. So, Jimmy, once again, give us the details on where we can find your movies finally to watch. <laughs> so, uh, the Harvesters will be available, I believe, on VD Space, which you can find online. VDI dot Space. It's a it's an awesome channel. If you like paranormal, if you like horror, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, and of course, Sick for Toys is on iTunes. I believe it will be on other streaming services. Amazon, I believe. I, it's all. It's going to be all over. Uh, I don't. I, I wish I knew uh, more about that. But yeah, no, it'll be it'll be available streaming. Uh, I I highly recommend getting it on iTunes now, right yeah, now. Not... Whoever's right. listening, right now, get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on as always, and we'll we'll see you next time we stab somebody. What's going on? Everything okay? This is gonna sound crazy. It's Jason. I haven't heard from him since yesterday morning. Could you try to call him for me? Uh, I doubt he's gonna pick up my phone call. I'll just go straight to his place. (laughs) Jason! You in there? Nothing's out of place. His computer was still there. What about his car? That wasn't there. My name's Roy. I think you know my friend Jason. Uh, we were supposed to go on a date the other day, but you blew me off. Are you Roy? I love decorating. Stringing up the lights, hanging the wreaths, and... You should come over for dinner tonight. Tonight? 6.30. We have a guest coming tonight. I don't want to have to gag you. Mm-hmm. Hello? The house is over here. I thought I heard something. I thought maybe Amelia was in there. She's inside. I just thought he might want to play with my Christmas present. I swear to As long as I give him medicine, you'll be able to play with him a while longer. Did he take your medicine? listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker, edited by Brandon Peters, narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.